Oh my God, Shannon. I haven't seen you since last year. Oh my goodness. Do I look like I'm old? Yo, I'm going to be honest. um, My biggest moment on New Year's Eve was when they played Sexy Bitch by David Guetta. That was the best thing ever. There's a video of us. We are just so hardcore in that song. Mm -hmm. That was one of my top songs of 2023. Speaking of which, it's my favorite song. Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year. This will be our first episode that we record in 2024 yeah woohoo this is so exciting so to kick off the year we thought um you know what is better to talk about than new year's eve itself the most overrated fucking night of the year yeah literally literally truly truly. but um when we were reflecting on kind of you know like new year's in general new year's eve tends to be a party of some sort some sort of function with lots of people and there's a lot of scary things that come with functions with lots of people and so we thought we'd just come on here chat a bit about it as well as things such as you know when you're experiencing extreme social anxiety and you feel like you can't leave the house like what do you do some of our personal experiences and everything in between that yeah so let's get into it let's roll okay so as we all know this past week was new year's Woo-hoo. and i've never done anything for new year's ever like normally i'm like back home i'm with my parents maybe we're drinking a couple beers but they're like i've never been to a party i've never done anything same cool crazy like i've i've never even had a new year's kiss or anything it's always just been just hanging out with my parents shooting the shit which is great well you guys are like chillers i have literally i don't know what it is but i'm pretty sure the past like five years of new year's i've ended up at home with my parents just the three of us playing uno sober because like my parents don't drink and every year i'm like this (laughs) next year has to be better every year i'm like go down this year is going to be my year where i do something fun and then every year i just end up or even not with my parents just like with friends playing uno i don't know what it is just uno (laughs) every year but this year this year was different we were on a mission. We were on a mission. Well, at first I was kind of like, hmm, I don't really know if I want to do anything for New Year's. New Year's kind of seems overrated. When is it ever actually fun? But my boyfriend was determined because mm-hmm. I was not really motivated. Honestly, I was like, I'll just stay home and just hang out with just my parents chill. again and just yeah. do nothing. I'm honestly okay with that. But he was like, no, like we are going to do something. We were, we're going to rally. Troops. Yeah. We're going to rally the fucking troops and we're going to go for it. And I was just here. I was just along for the ride. Um, so my boyfriend sends out this mass text, like all of our friends. Here's the message. Good afternoon. Congratulations. You've been selected as first round picks to the New Year's Eve squad to kick off the new season. This is a preliminary roster for shenanigans up to up to and including the end of this wonderful year 2023. I'm not entirely sure what will go down, but I do know for certain that it will be going down, both figuratively and literally, as the tequila flows down our gullets, much akin to the spectacle of Niagara. Based upon the reports of my analysts, there may be some roster expansion. The only requirement is a willingness to leave it all in the field. I look forward to seeing the enthusiasm as you all sign your official offer letters. Okay, (laughs) so we received this text from my boyfriend and i'm reading this and i'm just like well fuck like okay we're go we're going for it i guess whatever and so we make all these plans and we end up getting tickets to go to a distillery which might sound kind of weird but it like 
is like this huge building and they turned it into a nightclub essentially yeah like they cleared out the floor they had a dj they had lights balloons different seating areas and like a photo booth you know the whole thing and good alcohol yeah because it's a distillery so like no beer or wine but like just good actual pre-made that they made yeah Yeah. which were really actually quite delicious i know we should go there yeah i don't know what we do i know we should yeah on a on a a tuesday on a tuesday but so we all we all put on our well, actually, none of us really had sparkly outfits except for me. I wore black. Yeah, everyone <laughs> pretty much wore black. I wore like a black top and then had like sparkly mesh pants. It was fun. They were fun pants. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, so we actually made plans. We are actually Big going deal. out. It was Big huge. deal. It was huge for me and Shannon. We've really never gone out for New Year's. This was crazy. Um, and I was honestly feeling a little, little anxious, a little nervous. I think just like for some reason there's a lot of pressure with new year's eve i don't Mm -hmm. know why like there's a pressure to be really fun and outgoing and get drunk and all this stuff and be like excited for the new year and just like be fucking going for it and i was kind of i don't know i it's not that i wasn't feeling it i was just maybe a bit nervous because it was the first time i was going out for new year's eve and it was also the first time that you know, we were going out and doing something big with my boyfriend mm. and he is so fun and extroverted and loves to party and ha- like have a great time. Mm-hmm. And that's a very fun quality about him. But sometimes I get self-conscious because I'm not like that. You can sometimes be a little quieter, am, yeah. But I'm honestly a little bit more introverted, shy, quieter than he is. I think most people are. He's just different. Oh, yeah, Built he's different. just always going for it. And I don't want to like disappoint him. And so I put this pressure on myself of, you know, okay, you got to dress up, you got to have fun, you need to drink, you need to just have like a good time. And it was really stupid. And I don't know why I was putting all this pressure on myself. Like, I know he wants me to have fun. He cares about my experience, whatever. But before we came over, we all like pre-gamed at Shannon's. And before we came over to yours, we're sitting and just eating dinner. And I just was feeling so stressed out and so anxious and I told him that I was like hey I I'm honestly not feeling great about tonight I just haven't I don't love crowds I do get very stressed out and very overstimulated when I am in crowds and and then finally I was just like I hate when people touch me I like really like random people, yeah like, just like brush past you or maybe they like put their hand on your back while they're walking past you whatever it might be it just makes me really uncomfortable and super anxious and I just told him that and I just like wanted him to know that um and I've also had a few panic attacks in crowds in the past couple of years so I was just like hey forewarning I don't know what's gonna happen I think we're gonna have fun but I just want you to know this just in case something does happen um and you know, I think that there can be a lot of reasons for that, but I do think, as I mean, just as a girl in general, going to bars and nightclubs and things like that can be stressful because maybe there are people hitting on you or maybe there are people, you know, brushing past you, touching you, and that can be uncomfortable for literally anybody, mm-hmm. regardless of what you've been through. Absolutely. But I do think that if you've had any experience of, you know, physical trauma, it can just add another layer to that that is just like a little bit more stressful um, because just in general, you, it's hard to describe this, but I think that 
in a way you felt you, like you lost control of your body at one point right and so when a bunch of random people are around you touching you brushing up against you you feel like you're not in control there's yeah you can't control anyone else except for yourself exactly so i think that maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of that like trauma that's resurfacing and making you uncomfortable and so i think that was a big part of why i was feeling so anxious i didn't want to feel like that and ultimately the night ended up great it was a great night we had honestly so much fun. the place it's called mile high spirits in denver shout out if, if i don't know if it'll be like that on every other weekend but they did a phenomenal job like it the, was crowded yeah. but it wasn't overcrowded the music was phenomenal it like, was so good we knew normally, like every like, single song normally the djs suck whenever we've gone to any sort of quote-unquote club the music has been so mid but this was awesome it was they knew their audience and they certainly played to it but the point was is that going into the night you were nervous for a lot of reasons for one being in a loud a loud well a loud crowd too but a big crowd is scary and intimidating because you don't know how the people are going to act and you might be in a smaller space and people are brushing past you or whatever potentially you're afraid of you know guys saying weird stuff because they do people sometimes. yeah sometimes people just say weird shit to you and you don't really understand it but overall crowds can be really intimidating and like i've had a few experiences at like concerts and raves and stuff like that or festivals or whatever and it's just someone brushes past you and they touch your butt and you know it was an unintentional like you're in a crowded space with thousands of people you're naturally going to accidentally like brush someone's butt but it's still kind of you get that inside twinge of Ugh. like I really didn't like that what do I do next sort of feelings and so you know that that could happen anytime you go into a large crowd mm-hmm. which is not a good time a little scary mm-hmm. and it can take away the the goal of the night and the goal of the night is to have a good time with your friends and right that's it yeah and and you don't want that to be the reason why your night is ruined and Mm -hmm. then you just but it's always on the back burner yeah it is always on the back like in the back of your mind and I think Mm -hmm. that's okay and I think that it happens and you need to just be aware of that but I also think what really helps is one I told my partner that I don't really need to tell you that because I I know you know like you're gonna be with me and if I at any point was just like hey Shannon can we go sit in the corner for a second you'd be like absolutely mm-hmm. um and I think a lot of also a lot of our friends pretty much everyone we went with that night knows about our situation are super supportive have been so amazing when we go out they're yeah. always like you know let's go to the bathroom together Mm -hmm. or even like if we're with our guy friends they'll wait outside for you while you're going to the bathroom or Mm -hmm. they'll go with you to get another drink or whatever it might be and I think like the buddy system is super vital in having a friend like a group of friends that understand that and support that and really hone in like just don't go anywhere by yourself you know whether that's you're going with your boyfriend or one of your guy friends or one of your girlfriends whatever just always make sure you kind of have that and you know for me like my boyfriend always like grabbed my hand when, when we were like walking, walking through uh-huh. places or when we were at the bar there was a lot of like there was a lot of guys around me mm-hmm. and it wasn't like they did anything but I feel like that's the time when guys do try to do something yeah. to talk to you. It's always like, near the bar. It's yeah. always near the bar. You're waiting to order your drink. There's a bunch of guys around you. No one's really doing anything. Like you're just sitting, waiting, standing, waiting. And that's the time. I swear that they will start hitting on you. And so my boyfriend basically put, he's like really tall man and like put <laughs> his like body like around me kind of. And so I wasn't in, I wasn't being like touched by anyone else. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know being exposed to anyone else and just like little things like that can honestly help a lot 
Yeah. Or like if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever it might be, just going with your friends. Yeah. You know? I had a experience when we were still in Boulder where I was at the bar with my boyfriend and his friends and there was a moment where like I got separated from my boyfriend. I think he went to the bathroom or something and but my other friend was like right around the corner. Like we I could see her, so she was on her way. And one of my boyfriend's best friend, who is now also our friend, we, we will Joe. Yeah, it's Joe. So I was standing at the bar getting a drink and like I could see my other friend. She was on her way to like come meet me, I guess. And some guy came up to me and started saying a bunch of weird shit. And all of a sudden, our friend Joe came out of the fucking woodworks. Like I don't even know where he came from. Just out of the blue. But he came out of the Superman. blue and put his arm around me and was like, Hey, what are we getting to drink tonight? And like almost acting like he was my boyfriend, which I really appreciated it because the guy who was saying weird stuff to me just immediately left. And, you know, it's one of those things of just being really vigilant of your friends and knowing that like sometimes I'll be on the dance floor and one of my friends will say, oh my gosh, I really need to go to the bathroom. And part of me is like, oh, but I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm having fun right now. But you have to remind yourself that that's not what's important. Like you're going to have fun in five minutes after helping your friend do it at the bathroom because this is a matter of safety. And you know what's really not fun is your friend having a horrible experience and getting hit on because you weren't there to like help protect them. Mm -hmm. um, so just kind of remembering in those moments that sometimes you having a good time is not the most important thing. Yeah. I remember when we were at, on New Year's Eve when we were at the bar, you were peeing and I just went with you. I didn't have to pee. I just went with you and mm -hmm. I was waiting in the hallway. And then um, my boyfriend walks out of the bathroom and he's like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, hey, like I'm just waiting for Shannon to pee. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll wait too. And then your boyfriend <laughs> walks out of the bathroom. He's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, we're just waiting for Shannon to pee. And he was like, awesome. I'll wait too. And so we were all just sitting in the hallway waiting for Shannon to pee. And you know what? Thanks guys. Yeah. Like it's, it took five minutes out of our time and it was nice and we're all just like giggling talking it's a breathing moment it's a breathing moment and we made sure that our good friend shannon here was you know feeling safe and got to go pee without worrying about anything happening to her. <laughs> it seems so small but it really is a big thing so just it, no, it be really vigilant is. for your friends when when we were on our way to the to the distillery i remember thinking oh my gosh going pee and this place is going to be so horrible what if no one wants to go with me what if you know there's just really long lines and I just have to stand outside the bathroom for really long periods of time and there's like a lot of people walking past me I was so stressed out about the fucking bathroom situation <laughs> at this place not only from the standpoint of you know oh it's gonna be really crowded and it's mm -hmm. gonna take a long time to pee but also just from are people gonna go with me am right. I gonna have uh, are people going to want to take time out of their night, out of dancing, out of drinking to walk to the bathroom with me? I just, for some reason, got so stressed out about that. And I don't know why, because we have such a great group of friends who right. always want to support each other. But I also know that there's people out there that maybe don't have that. Yeah. And I think at one point in time, you and I hung out with people who didn't give us that support yeah. and didn't understand that. And if we ever asked for support like that, they would honestly probably shit on us yeah or like laugh yeah yeah so if you're in a group of friends who like doesn't care about that stuff you either a need to have a serious conversation with them or b find new friends and honestly you know you and i aren't big girls girls we've talked about this before on the podcast but honestly just 
even talking to like some random people, some random girls and being like, hey, you know, just starting a brief conversation and saying, hey, like my friends aren't really willing to go to the bathroom with me right now. Or like I'm only here with my guy friends. Would would you be willing to just like come with me to the bathroom like really quickly? I know it might seem a little bit weird, but most women understand that it's important to feel safe when going to the bathroom. So, yeah. Yeah, and maybe you'll make a friend in the process. Yeah, maybe. I feel like those bathroom chats with random girls are the best. They're like, oh, they are the best. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you're like someone that you literally met in the bathroom line five seconds ago. You're saying I love you to and talking about like your vagina leaking. Yeah. Like, it's just it honestly a is time. such solid bonding moments, yeah. I will say. I agree. So, another thing aside from having people like, you know, doing the buddy system, making sure that you're vigilant of where your friends are and what they're doing, um, I think also recognizing that it's okay to leave a party or a big gathering concepts like it can be really easy to go to a function and feel like you're trapped there but it's okay to leave like even if you've been there for 10 minutes yes (laughs) lauren just raised her hand (laughs) okay actually that reminded me of a memory that I haven't thought about in a really long time. Uh Uh-oh. But yes, I think it really is important to have an exit plan whenever you go somewhere. And not even because you're sitting there being like, oh, I'm going to have such a fucking shit time. But even just from a perspective of, oh, you know, I'm pretty tired tonight. I might want to leave early. Or, you know, uh, I have a lot to do in the morning. Might want to leave early. Or, you know what? I am feeling kind of anxious. I might want to leave early. Whatever it might be. Maybe you need to shit yourself. Yeah, I don't know. You have to take a really big shit and you're like me and have performance anxiety and can't shit in public bathrooms, so you need to leave early. <laughs> Whatever it might be, it is nice to sometimes have an exit plan. And that can be difficult. I know on New Year's that was kind of hard because, you know, I wasn't going back to my own house. I was going back to my boyfriend's house and getting an Uber that night, it took us like almost an hour to get mm-hmm. an Uber. And they're like $60 to drive 12 minutes. Yes, it was horrible but most nights are not like that and so normally I'll even talk to my some of my friends at the beginning of the night and be like hey like I might want to leave early and some of them are like oh yeah me too and then you're like oh fuck yeah cool now I have a buddy for when I leave now I have an exit buddy awesome um and just understanding you know maybe the best way to get home maybe you can walk you know make sure you walk with someone else or you have to get an uber or whatever it might be um but it is nice to have that in the back of your mind so that you know hey i'm not stuck here all night so my friends they could go until 4 a.m but i'm not one of those people and i can go home if i need um i remember at my high school we would have high school dances and back then you know definitely had been through shit i hadn't gone through this assault Mm-hmm. yet but I still had been through some fuck shit I still had a good amount of anxiety especially social anxiety and at my high school you couldn't leave functions early what the hell yeah like all of our dances homecoming formals proms whatever it might be you could not leave early that's horrible and I see why they do it, but I understand why they do it because they want kids to accountability, stay and have safety. Fun. And yeah. yeah, there's the accountability and safety aspect of it. But one night we were at one of these formals, and at this point in time, I was dating someone who was really abusive and treated me really badly. And I, I, I was coming to realize that at this time in the relationship, and we were at this formal, and it was just like going so horribly, and I was you know, on the like break of like going, having a panic attack. Like I needed to get the fuck out of there. I was, I was telling staff people, I was like, I need to leave 
please help me leave. And they're just like, you can't like, it's just against policy. You can't leave. You have to stay until the dance is over. And it was so horrible and miserable and terrible. And I just, I understand once again, why they do it. But I do think that schools need to have exceptions and need to understand that some people might really be going through it. Some people might be Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of mental health issues you don't know. And they have to make exceptions for people like that. And, you know, they can ensure, you know, they call you a car or a cab or an Uber or whatever it might be, ensure you get home safe. But you, I just don't think you can force kids to stay there, especially when they're literally having a panic attack at a dance and they force you to stay. Like, come on, be better. Like, that's just, I don't think you're taking care of your students if you're doing that. And Mm -hmm. anyways, that just reminded me of that because that was such a fucked memory. But in most cases you can leave mm-hmm. and maybe you have FOMO, maybe you feel lame. I don't know. But honestly, if you're taking care of yourself and you're showing up for yourself, I think that means a lot more than po- maybe missing two more hours of a night. Yeah. Who Even if it is a night like new year's where you're supposed to be there till 12 so you can kiss your partner at midnight or whatever. Like, no, you can celebrate another day. Like if you're having a panic attack or you feel unsafe or just not good and you need to go home, it's okay to go home. Like there will be other nights to celebrate. And if you have good yeah. friends around you, they should understand and yeah. back you up on it. And if they don't, fuck them. Yeah. They're not being them. understanding. They're not being supportive. And like, that's not cool. And I know that there can be pressure to stay or to even go out in the first place, but maybe that's just not what's best for you. And I have respect for people who know themselves and can be like, no. I'm good. You know, like one of our friends, he was invited out with us on New Year's and he was like, honestly, this is not what I want to be doing. I hope you guys have so much fun, but I just want to stay home. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want to spend my night. And I had so much respect for him because he knew that's what he needed at that moment. And he listened to himself instead of forcing himself to try to go have fun because you're supposed to go out and drink on New Year's or whatever day it might be. Um, I think my roommate is probably one of the best people at saying no to going out, which is funny because she used to, she used to be like mega FOMO, like always would go out. And she started realizing that, you know, sometimes you have extreme social anxiety before going out, or sometimes you're just actually really fucking tired and going out and being in a group of people and drinking until the sun rises sounds like the worst thing ever. And crawling into bed with a pile of pizza and Netflix sounds way better. And so you know, there's been times where I've been telling her like, oh, I'm supposed to go out tonight, but I don't really feel like it. The thought of getting ready feels really daunting. I don't know if I should go because like all my friends are going to go and it's going to be so fun. And she frequently looks at me and says, Shannon, if right now the thought of going out sounds horrible, imagine how horrible you're going to feel when you're actually there. Like the thought alone makes you feel like shit experiencing it is going to be way worse yeah and so those are the moments where you know you just have to say no and if people are like oh you're a bitch come on come on come out no you know it's way I think it's way harder to say no and stay home like it's way more metal (laughs) to to stay home and watch Netflix than going out because you're doing what is feels harder in the moment to make that decision yeah and I do think that there is a balance are you drinking warm coffee with a straw it's not warm. Is it hot? <laughs> no. It's pretty cold. Okay. It's just cooled down. Yeah. It started hot. It, okay. it did start relatively hot, but it was not that hot. It was warm, I'd say. Okay. Um, okay. What I was going to say is I think there can be a balance. There have been a lot of times when I have been 
feeling socially anxious and just, oh, I don't want to go out or, oh, I don't want to hang out with people. Oh, I don't want to do anything. But then I forced myself to, and it does make me feel better. And it's actually fun. I had this like last weekend, our friends had a party and I was like, I don't want to fucking be there. I don't want to hang out with people. I hate everyone. People (laughs) suck. I was just in one of those moods, but I had to, I had to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I just, I just sucked, I sucked it up and I did and I had fun. Yeah. It was actually fun. It was actually a good time. And I think that there can be a balance, but sometimes you know your limit. Sometimes you know, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to go out tonight or I don't want to hang out with people. That's my limit. I'm I'm just, I'm staying home. How do you know? Fine. That's my question. How did you differentiate from that feeling of just, uh, I don't really feel like it versus this really won't be a good idea for me? I think, I don't know. It's kind of just like a gut thing for me. Um, I think that night particularly, I genuinely was just feeling socially anxious Mm -hmm. and that can just come from shyness, introvertedness, whatever. And it can be really easy for me to feel socially anxious. And so for me, in order to grow, I do need to push that boundary a little bit. And so because I wasn't feeling anxious, anxious, or, you know, maybe really exhausted or just like this is not a good idea for me I was honestly just having that normal social anxiety Mm -hmm. um so I think for me it was one of those things where I was just like I need to just push past it push myself a little bit okay and I knew I had an exit strategy too right now if I was there for an hour and I wasn't having fun or was getting more anxious I could dip out yeah and so I think that was the biggest thing um and since like it was a party like at my boyfriend's house, I could literally go upstairs and shut the door and yeah. not talk to anyone for the rest of the night. Right. Um, but then there's times where you just you the anxiety is different. Mm-hmm. You just you feel it. It's different, and you're like, I know it's best for me to just stay home mm-hmm. and be by myself or whatever. And I know that will be what's best for me, and I know that's what it'll look like to show up for myself tonight. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So kind of with this whole idea of going out versus not going out or it doesn't even have to be like to bars or anything it could just be like going to dinner with your friends or something like that or going to any sort of social function sometimes you have to say no sometimes you feel the need to say yes and it's important to also not fall into the trap of never doing anything because you're so afraid of how you might feel once you get there it can be very dangerous to like stop leaving the house or to just stop going to functions because you might feel uncomfortable or bad or because you might have a panic attack like You can't let those sorts of thoughts rule your life, which is incredibly challenging. But I know that Lauren has some some personal relationship to this. And it's a very, very real thing for some people to not feel like they can leave the house. And I had it, um, I think it was the summer between my junior year and my senior year, I believe, yeah, where I like... I did leave the house. I did do things, but I felt these like extreme fears that like something bad was going to happen if I left the house. And my therapist thought it was some form of OCD. I don't know if I really believe that, but I would have these incredible thought loops of just like, if I leave the house and I get in the car, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Or like, if I go to this party, something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And it was these really interesting thought loops. But I think that is just a lot of the intrusive thoughts you get after experiencing something traumatic, because I experienced that a lot when I was an undergrad and I know we've talked about this I'd be mm-hmm. just like walking home at night from campus and I would picture my like really bad things happening to me 
all the time. And there were these like really intrusive thoughts that I was getting all the time that something was always gonna, something bad was always gonna happen to me. And they're really scary and it's really real, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they are just intrusive thoughts, but those intrusive they're thoughts realistic. are, they're re- they might be realistic and they're coming from this place of, well, I've been through this trauma once before, it could happen again, mm-hmm. or it could be worse, or I could get more hurt, or whatever it might be. So I, I think it's super valuable. Like it, it's it's tough, right? And I do think you have to work through those types of things, and it can make it really hard to go places. And I've experienced that, you know, when I've been in really dark places going through this, I I would stay in my apartment days on end because it just felt safer. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just what I needed, and that's okay. And I did get through those things, and I did heal, and I still experience intrusive thoughts. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can make things a lot scarier and that can make things, it can make it harder to go to parties or to be around people who are drinking because you just get like nervous that something bad could happen to you just like it happened before. Right. And I don't think that is crazy or anything, but I do think that means you got shit to work through mm-hmm. and you have to work through it or you're going to let those thoughts rule your entire life. And I was talking to my mom about this um, within the past couple of years because you know, my whole family went through something pretty fucked and, and traumatic. And my aunt passed away, who was my mom's sister. And it was very, very, very tough time for everyone, but especially, you know, my mom and um, my aunt's daughters and things like that. It was just this really, really anxiety-ridden, traumatic, terrible, horrific time. And my mom for a long time we talk about how her anxiety was just so bad it was just so bad constantly all the time like she wouldn't want to leave the house she wouldn't want to go into public places she wouldn't want to do these things because her anxiety just became so bad after this trauma and you know my aunt died because she was sick it wasn't because she got hit by a car or was in a car accident or something Mm -hmm. like that you know something that like happened in a a day-to-day things that we do but even despite that my mom just had all these anxieties about like maybe bad things happening to her if she went places or if she went out in public but she also persevered and she understood that she couldn't let that dictate every decision she makes throughout her day you know she still had to put on her clothes put her shoes on and leave the house you know she still had to go grocery shopping or you know do the things that she would normally do and she worked through that And maybe she still struggles with that, but she worked through it and she pushed herself because she knew that this is something that she had to heal from. Right. And once you kind of realize that it's kind of less comforting and comforting at the same time to realize that you could literally get hurt, harmed, injured, die, whatever, from literally doing anything. Like you can be walking down the sidewalk and you can just have a fucking heart attack. You could trip over one of those stupid cracks and smash your face into the concrete. And those are really awful, awful kind of graphics. But the truth is, is that you cannot prevent a lot of things in life from happening to you. You are responsible for how you react or respond to them, but you can't always prevent them from happening. And that kind of should relieve some of that stress in the sense of like, I can't control it. Like I literally cannot do anything about some things. So I might as well do my best to put my pants on and go out to the grocery store or take that walk or go to that dinner party. And 
it's scary. And it, like, you can be sitting there the whole time saying, this is horrifying. This is horrifying. I, what, what if something bad happens? What if something bad happens? And then something that was really helpful for me when I was in these thought loop phases was I would leave the house and when I would get home, I would be very, very intentional about recognizing that I made it back home, that I drove and that I ended up okay. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Because you start to take those things for granted when you start getting to the thought loops and you can't. You have to recognize that like things are okay or things can be okay. Yeah, I think that giving yourself that positive reinforcement is is really, 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 really important. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I made it home safe today. Oh, I did this thing and nothing bad happened to me. Because then you're, you're beating those intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're putting some like positive emotional experiences in the bank account. Exactly, and that's really important. And that also goes to show that you went through something, but you're not letting it be everything that you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And you know, to piggyback off the story I was saying a bit ago, my mom has persevered through this anxiety, and my grandma on the other way. Uh, <laughs> Try again. My grandma on the other hand, you know, lost her daughter, and that's horrible, but now she won't leave the house ever Mm -hmm. we don't see her at family functions anymore because she is just too scared she's too anxious and she's literally letting it dictate everything that she does every single day because she's too scared yeah and it's understandable and she's a lot older and that's a terrible loss to experience but she's literally letting it dictate how she lives her life she's not showing up to christmas because she can't get over the anxiety that she's experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she's getting any help with that. I don't think she probably is, but she's so lost and stuck in that anxiety and grief that she can't process it and move forward. And I think that's the difference, right? Everyone goes through shit Mm -hmm. and that's terrible, but it's really about how you pick yourself back up and Mm -hmm. keep moving because you have to. Yeah. And if you don't, you'll miss out on a lot. Yeah, exactly. And if like this is something that you're experiencing that is really extreme and you feel like you can't leave the house or that you're missing out on a lot of important moments in your life with friends or family, I would definitely seek some help because I'm not I'm not a huge believer in medication, but I am a believer in getting outside opinions from professionals and like in therapy and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know I did cognitive behavioral therapy for a long time and that's all about changing your thoughts Mm -hmm. you literally will like write down all these thoughts you're having and then you'll it 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 can like look a little different depending on how you're doing it but I remember I'd write down a thought and then my therapist would be like what what do you think the chances are of that actually happening and I'd be like oh I don't know I guess actually pretty fucking low and then I'd have to replace that thought with a positive thought Mm. That's all you do for like weeks and weeks, months and months, however long you do it for. And that's the whole idea is to try to break this pattern of intrusive thoughts because you start to realize that they're kind of silly. Yeah. But, and at the same time, like you're not the only person who has had these thoughts. Like there are probably billions of people on this planet right now having terrified thoughts about going out in public or whatever, any sort of form of social anxiety, whether it's just become whether it's just from genetics or from past trauma or whatever, but like you are not the first person to have these thoughts. You're yeah. not the first person to think, what if I go in this, into this crowd and somebody does something bad? Like 
it's happened to people before and people have been able to get through it. And that doesn't diminish these thoughts you're having. It doesn't mean that it's not scary or hard or painful. Or real. Or real. Yeah, it just means that there is a way to work through them and you're not alone in it. So to wrap everything up, um, we wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about kind of just like a reflection on the year, thoughts in general. And um, so as a whole, 2023 was a really big year for Lauren and I, aside from personal things such as big feats of, you know, getting boyfriends and being healthier in relationships. But also, you know, we started the podcast this year and this is something that we had talked about starting for a long time. And it was Lauren's idea originally. And it was something that, you know, like made it out of the group chat. And that was really exciting. And it's been exciting for us to know that we've been fairly consistent with episodes and been trying to, you know, push it from marketing standpoint and, you know, get people to listen because what we're sharing on here, we feel incredibly passionate about. And it's something that's really important to us because it's something that isn't talked about enough. And all the things that we like to talk about on here are things that are things and topics that feel unapproachable. And we want them to be more approachable because if we can have more conversations, then we hope that there will be a difference that's made. So I just wanted to say like a kudos to (laughs) the two of us, pat ourselves on the back for doing this and that's not to sound cocky. It's just to say, like, I'm proud of us. And that's yeah. okay to be proud of us. You should be. I mean, it's really hard to start something. And this has felt really daunting and scary. And it still does. All the time. Every time we post something or even sit down to record, it feels scary because you have those thoughts of, well, what if no one listens? Or what if people listen, but they don't like it? And it's really easy to get lost in these ideas of what other people are thinking. But you know, we did it. We just sat down and we started it and that's fucking awesome. And so if you're someone who's thinking about starting something, like just go for it. Mm -hmm. It might crash and burn. I don't know, but you'll never know if you never try. Mm -hmm. And I know we've reached people through this podcast just, you know, in the past four months of doing it. And that feels really cool. And moving into this next year, I really hope that we can broaden our reach and we can have even more conversations about this and you know maybe even like bring some people on and talk to them have some guests um but I just really hope that at the end of the day we can have more people listening more people having these conversations more people talking about it because we really care about this shit and you know we've been through a lot a lot of a lot of you guys have been through the ringer and if we want to ever create any social change, social impact in these areas, you know, we need to, we need to fight for what we believe in and fight for what we know is right. And, you know, I hope that this podcast can just be a little part of that. Yeah. I feel like whenever I start to, like whenever we've had negative comments or whenever I have big fears of, oh, I don't know if people will like what we're saying or if they'll agree with it, or if they'll even be interested and want to listen to more than 60 seconds of our episode, I think about that, I want to say little girl, but it, it, I really wasn't that little. But I think about that girl who was searching the internet to find information about sexual assault and the court process. And just when I felt so alone and trying to just find things that made me feel less alone, mm-hmm. I think about that person and that person was me and that person was you. And I know yeah. if there was a me and there was a you who felt that way, that there's a lot of other people. Right. And so like, that's why we do it. And thank you to everyone who has sent us emails or DMs or anything like we've heard some really incredible stories and you guys are so fucking awesome and we just really appreciate every single one of you like genuinely it the first email we got from a listener it made it all worth it because this is a lot of work but we do really enjoy doing it and it felt so worth it to know that someone 
felt better because we're on here saying something yeah and I remember at the beginning I told Shannon I was just like if we get one person to write in that's fucking yeah, awesome then we've done our job then we've yeah we've made an impact and that's great and hopefully we can continue to have that impact on a bigger scale yeah so with that being said if you know anybody who you think needs to hear this or if you have thoughts on the episodes or thoughts on an episode that you want to hear our thoughts on yeah <laughs> I don't know if that made sense <laughs> send us an email at what they don't say the podcast at gmail.com give us a follow give us a rating you know we really do want feedback on here share us with your friends and we love you and we're so excited to see where 2024 takes us yeah happy new year's everyone happy new year cheers cheers, cheers.